أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله تبارك وتعالى وسلم على سيدنا محمد سيدنا وسندنا وحبيبنا وشفيعنا ومولانا صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه وأزواجه وذرياته وأهل بيته ومن تبعهم بإحسان إلى يوم الدين وبعد الحمد لله الحمد لله Alhamdulillah who guided us to this, who guided us to Islam and to Iman and to his Mubarak house in this Mubarak hour of this Mubarak day and we were not to be guided was it not that Allah Ta'ala had guided us. Oh Allah to you is praise as is commensurate with the majesty of your countenance and the greatness of your authority. Oh Allah we do not limit you with any praise that we can come up with ourselves. Rather, we admit that you're the only one who knows the true extent of your praiseworthiness. And may the peace and blessings of Allah Ta'ala be upon his servant and messenger, our master Sayyidina Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. May the peace and blessings of Allah Ta'ala be upon him and upon his noble companions and upon his pure wives and upon his Mubarak family and progeny and upon all of those who follow their way until the day of judgment. Before I had gone to Sicily, we spoke uh, for several weeks on end with regards to the importance of marriage. And we spoke about one of the primary objectives of marriage being the custodianship of the human race, being the propagation of the human race, being the conception, birth, and raising of children that will propagate not just the human race but who will keep the message and the mission of Islam bright and fresh and moving in the world which was one of the mandates uh, that Allah Ta'ala created mankind with the chief mandate with which Allah Ta'ala created mankind is so that somebody could carry this Amana from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and he didn't need anybody to do anything ever. Allah ta'ala said, Inna aradna al-amanata ala as-samawati wal-ardi wal-jibali fa'abayna in yahmilnaha wa ashfaqna minha that we indeed offered this amana, this trust to the heavens and to the earth and to the mountains and they refused to take it and they were fearful of it, they were afraid of it. But insan carried it. Indeed he was a man filled with transgression. He was one filled with transgression and filled with ignorance. Not just a normal transgressor or a normal ignorant person. Valim and Jahil is a person who is the actor in a particular matter, he acts in such a way that he acts with transgression and with ignorance. The valum and the jahul is the one, whatever he does, it's transgression, whatever he does is ignorance. From the tafasir of this ayah is that it does not refer to every single person. Rather, it refers to the person who doesn't keep the amana, who doesn't keep the amana, who doesn't keep the trust. This begs a very important question, which is what is the amana? What is the trust? To summarize, 
rather than synthesize what is a very rich exegetical tradition that we have in Islam. The amana is what? That a person should take moral responsibility for their deeds. Taklif. Take moral responsibility for their deeds and that a person should keep the light of iman there inside of their heart. This is something that makes you and me different than the animals. It's something that makes you and me different than the inorganic matter that makes up the rest of the world. It's something, in fact, that makes us different than the angels and makes us different than most of the creation of the Lord. Now tell me something. If Allah Ta'ala refers to something as Al-Amana, the Alif La, meaning the trust. Inna aradna al-amanata, al-amana. Not inna aradna amanatan, not an amana, not a trust, but the trust. The trust. Does it mean that it's important or is it not important? You don't have to be Shaykh al-Islam. You don't have to be Shaykh al-Hadith. You don't have to be the Grand Mufti of the Ottoman Empire or of Banu Abbas or of Andalusia in order to know that it's going to be something, what? Important or not important? It's going to be important, right? That this amana, we offered it to everybody, it's going to be important. And if the heavens and the earth and the mountains not only refuse it, imagine if you bury something inside of a mountain. I'm like in living memory we've seen even like Air Force jets and all sorts of weird modern military bombardment cannot penetrate into the core of a mountain. If the mountain itself is like, yeah, no, thank you. We cannot carry this. And they were actually afraid of it. Is it going to be something easy to carry or is it not going to be something easy to carry? Obviously, it's not going to be very easy to carry. However, the problem is what? Is that we don't think about this thing as an amana. We don't think about it as a trust from the Lord. If your boss gives you a job, boss gives you a job. People are coming from work, I'm assuming, right? Your boss gives you a job. Why do you go to work in the first place? What's the point? That's why I remember I had a friend. He's like, he's like I don't know why everybody's like, oh, make dua, I get a job, make a dua, I get a job. He said, job ain't nothing but work, right? Why go in the first place? You're going to get paid, but you're going to get paid only if you do the job. If not, you're going to get fired. But carrying this amana, why would someone take it in the first place? Because through it, a person occupies the prime position amongst God's creation. Through it, a person will attain that level that the cats and dogs in the street are not going to obtain. Through it, a person might, if they do it well, might obtain that station with the Lord that even the angels don't obtain. And it will be forever. It will be what? It will be forever. How many of us woke up in the morning, the first thing we did is check our phone for like text messages. And how many of us woke up in the morning, the first thing we did was think about this amana. There are some people who do that. I mean, that's the genius of Islam. The person who wakes up for Fajr, that's what they do, right? That's the first thing they do in the morning when they wake up. The person who wakes up for Tahajjud, that's the first thing that they do when they wake up. Not getting to work on time, not getting to school on time, 
not like getting the kids ready for school, not, you know, how the weather is going to be, not whether, uh, you know, your favorite team won the World Cup match or not. It's just a game. It's just a game. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to say it like that. You can beat me up outside the masjid afterward if you want to. It's just a game. If you win, it's a game. If you lose, it's still just a game. How many people think about what and how many people think about the amana? The amana is there. Every one of us carries it anyway. That's why the sharia allows you to go out and like kill a snake. It allows you to go out and cut down a tree. It allows you to go and slaughter cattle and goats and eat them. But you can't do it with people. Why? Because they're carrying something that the others are not carrying. So you and me are enjoying the benefits of all of that. We're enjoying the benefits of all of that. We're part of the royal entourage. This job, how many of us think about it first thing when we wake up in the morning? How many of us think about it last thing we go to sleep? Look, if you were like, hey, you know, I, I'll be honest, I didn't really think about it this morning. But hey, you can still fix it. The catastrophe is what? If you waste the amana. Just like if someone says, hey, stand guard, you know, uh, you know and watch over like my phone. And a person's like texting and whatever and like whatever engrossed in something or another. And then like half an hour passes and they say, oh wait, I have to like make sure. Did someone steal the phone? So you look around and you see, is it, okay, it's still there? Still there. We've averted catastrophe thus far. But this doesn't mean that this is a wise and sagacious plan for the future. So coming to the issue about children. Coming to the issue of children, which is the prime focus of marriage, which we talked about is half of the deen and, uh, you know, all of the other fadail and whatever, to the point where somebody, you know, joked with me, you know, in the parking lot and said, oh, Sheikh, looks like you're looking for a second wife. I go, if I'm going to look for a second wife, do you think Masjid Hira is the place to find it? Look around, right? It's a part of the deen. It's part of the deen. Slim pickings at Masjid Hira, right? It's part of the deen. It's part of Islam. One of the primary objectives, one of the primary objectives of the marriage is what? Is that you can have the custodianship of this amana that it communally be held. Because you cannot hold it alone. If one of us were the only Muslim in all of America, what do you imagine would happen? Would it be good for your iman or bad for your iman? Someone might say there may be some people over here, they'll be like, well... You know, I'm not going to let anyone uh, change me. I'm going to go live in a cave up, at, you know, I'm going to go to move to like, you know, some forest preserve or state park or whatever, or like somewhere in the middle of nowhere in the mountains. And I'm just going to worship Allah Ta'ala until I die. As an individual, this is a solution. It is. It's a solution. It's actually mentioned by the Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam as one of the things near the end of time people are going to have to do in order to preserve their iman. When everybody, everybody is completely uh, a people of mischief and chaos. Alhamdulillah, we haven't gotten there yet. We try to make ourselves feel better by making us think that, making ourselves feel like we got there. We're not there yet. Actually, it's mashallah, there's masajid, madaris, you can read everywhere from alif, ba, ta, tha, all the way to uh, the qira'at ashara and the siha sitta of hadith and the hidayah and all the books of different madahib of fiqh, etc. All in DuPage County, mashallah, right? We're not there yet. That solution of moving out to the middle of nowhere and dying on Iman, it's for an individual, it's a good solution. For the community, it's a bad solution because what will happen? It will last for 10, 15, 20, 100 years. 
Then the person will die. And then what happens to the amana? Communally, individually, that person is not going to be asked. But communally, the amana then gets wasted. It's done. Islam is not effaced from the earth. The issue is this is just like we asked the question, how many people woke up and the first thing they thought about was the amana? And it's a mixed bag. Sadly, and for reasons that perplex me, how many people think about the amana when they look at their children and say, I want this child to be successful to keep the amana because if he wastes it, the Quran describes this child or her, him or her as dhalum and jahul. The valim, the jahil, where do they end up? They end up in the hellfire. If a person, the one reason for the, which they were created, they waste it. What's the point? Yet, yet, and this is the summary of this entire buildup. Yet, there are people who wake up in the morning and uh, go to sleep at night and they weep and they're happy. And they freak out and they find calm. Because of what? Which college did the children get into? Even less explicably to me, something they did on a sports team. Will they marry a person from this particular village, in this particular place, of this particular complexion, of this particular height, of this particular income? Because we don't marry the people who are exactly the same from the next village. And all of these stupid things that really matter not a bit. They really matter not a bit in the sense that, okay, I'm not telling you, you marry whoever you want, you have your children, marry whoever's good for them. Alhamdulillah, mashallah. Not who you want, but who's good for them. Because they're also part of your amana. Get them into the best school. Inshallah, they win the Heisman Trophy or whatever. You know, they get, you know, they're physically and all of this active and they get into Harvard and they become all of these things, right? All of those things, they're beautiful with the condition. Their beauty has a prerequisite, which is what? Is, that, is the amana fulfilled or not? And that's the one thing we never talk to them about. That's the one thing we never fulfill for them. And a person may say, well, it's difficult in this country because they go to school and nobody's a Muslim. And then they go to work and nobody's a Muslim. And then they watch TV and nobody's a Muslim. And then say, okay, chalo tiga, I threw the TV out of the house. And now they go to Islamic school. Even the kids at the Islamic school, none of them care about these things, which is sad, but true. In several cases, not every case. Even my own relatives, they, my kids mix with their own relatives, and this is all that they talk about is like other stuff. Nobody ever talks about this. They mock them, in fact, for talking about this. Whatever your circumstances, whatever your circumstances, is it Allah Ta'ala will ask you about it on the Day of Judgment. The Day of Judgment is, يَوْمَ لَا يَنْتِقُونَ وَلَا يُؤْذَنُ لَهُمْ Many people probably read this in Maktab. It's not like, you know, it's from the, from the last surahs of the Quran. It's the day that what? The day that they're not going to be, they're not going to speak. Nobody's going to speak. And no one will give them, they will not be given permission to speak. Why? Because if they were given permission, they would have given some very beautiful and flowery excuse for failure. For what? For failure. Yom Al-Qiyamah is not like soccer or basketball. There's nobody to pass the ball to. When the ball's in your court, if you're asked about it, Allah Ta'ala doesn't even ask a person if there's a way that they can answer the question. If he asks you, that's it, you're going to pay for this, I'm going to pay for this, will Allah Ta'ala be our protection? 
So all of it is to summarize one thing is that with the children, whatever you do, whatever you don't do. If they don't understand this from you, if they don't get this from you, you're a failure as a parent and they're going to be a failure as a human being. May Allah Ta'ala be our protection. Illa, illa, illa bi fadlillahi ta'ala that there are some people from here and there that Allah Ta'ala guides, but it's not a good plan. And if they're guided, you still pay for your wastage of this. One, you just had one job. This one thing that you had with regards to them. May Allah Ta'ala protect us. Someone says, this is a really big thing. You know, it's a very big uh, job. You didn't even tell us how to do it. I'll give one small piece of advice because who's going to talk about all of these things when we're already over time, which is what? Inshallah, they get into Harvard, they become doctors, whatever it is that you want them to do. They do all of those things. The one small piece of advice is what? Your children, two things. One, one will ruin them and one will benefit them. The thing that will benefit them is you giving them time. And the thing that will ruin them is giving them money, like without reason. Obviously, necessities need to be taken care of. You take care of them directly and teach them how to manage money and all of that other stuff. Those are skills. But again, give them time. Don't try to substitute for lack of time with money because what are you doing? The one thing that, the one thing that harms them, you're augmenting the harm by what? Giving them the other thing that harms them. Your money will ruin them, you're like spoiling them. Your money will ruin them and your time will benefit them. If you can't give them time, just giving them ridiculous amounts of money will do what? It will be one harm on top of the other because they, at least if you didn't teach them how to survive, let them learn how to survive on their own. Especially your sons. Especially your sons. Your daughters need your time as well. Your daughters need your attention as well. Maybe even more than your sons do. All of them need your time and your attention. You will fix them through your what? Time. You will ruin them through your what? Money. If you feel guilty that you're not giving them time and you try to make up for it by giving them money and stuff, then what is it? You will just plunge them even deeper and deeper into this, into this hole. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us all. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect our children. May Allah ta'ala put the amana in front of us in such a way that we can't ignore it even if we try. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us from the people of foes and sa'ada of, of, of success on the day of judgment and of happiness. The happiness not for one day or for one night or a week, uh, but the happiness that lasts forever and ever in Jannah and bliss. Wa sallallahu tabarak wa ta'ala wa sallama ala Sayyidina Muhammadin wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in.